Hi, welcome to Hello Church. I'm Wade Bearden. And I'm Justin Trapp. And today we're going to be talking about six productivity hacks in a digital era. Things that are going to help you be more productive because we know a lot of you, a lot of us have been working from home remotely. Remote will be more of our future as a society. And Mm -hmm. so how can you be more productive? We're going to be talking about six easy things you can do. If you are watching or listening to this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. So every time we post a new episode of Hello Church, you'll get a notification. Also, we love your comments. We love all the YouTube comments. So if you have a productivity hack, make sure to put it in the comment section. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Stitcher or Apple iTunes, make sure to subscribe and to give us a rating and review. Every little bit helps. Yeah, so let's dive right in. We all can waste time in a day, right? We all can waste time in a week. Uh, but there are also things that, that can help us, you know, restore that time, uh, make it help us be a lot more efficient, not just mm-hmm. a little bit more efficient marginally, but a lot more efficient. And so we have six tips or six hacks, if you will, that help you, that can help you mm-hmm. really, really make your days a lot more productive. And so some of you, um, may have heard of these, uh, maybe one or two really stick with you. That's great. Like if you can mm-hmm. just apply one of these, these hacks, yeah. uh, we've done our job. So, and it's not necessarily about uh, becoming a, an overly productive person in the sense that every moment of every day has to be spent yeah. building something or creating something. But you do have time allotted to your work. And if you can be more productive, that gives you more time as a pastor to visit with other individuals, more time to spend t- uh, moments with your family and to create some good memories. So this is all really to help you focus. There's so many distractions. I mean, so many distra- distractions, whether you have an Apple Watch or you have a phone or the internet, you're just kind of pulled off course every in every direction. So uh, hopefully this will be a help to you as we kind of work through these one by one. Yo, so productivity hack number one, the Pomodoro technique. And the Pomodoro technique is really allocating short periods of work followed by a really short break. And the Pomodoro technique really says 25 minutes of work, focused work, and then a five-minute break. And then after a certain amount of time, then you have like a 15-minute break. I've actually done something similar to this that felt so rigid uh, when I began and even a lot of the office people made fun of me a little mm-hmm. bit for it, but it actually gave me a lot of freedom. And I, I would do something similar where I would time block. So for oh, yeah. I would only answer email uh, twice a day at this time. So from like uh, 11, 30 a.m., so right before lunch, I wouldn't check my email first thing in the morning. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to get sidetracked. Because when you check your email first thing in the morning, you, you almost become a slave to everyone else's demands or mm-hmm. things of you. Um, you're, you're not in charge of your own day anymore a lot of mm-hmm. times. So I would check my email at 11.30 a.m. for 15 minutes, and then I would get ready for lunch. And then I would check my email after uh, you know a few hours, like towards the end of the day. And that's the only time I was able to check email. Yeah. So I know this is not the Pomodoro technique, but it's very similar. It's essentially time blocking your time. Mm-hmm. And I found that uh, you know, if I was only supposed to write for these 25 minutes and then I was going to take a break afterwards, it was sort of liberating. I don't, I don't have the burden or the weight of the world or, or everything, right? I just have to focus on this one thing. And when I did that, it actually made my life a lot simpler. Mm-hmm. It was really great. Yeah, I would do that too with... 
social media and yeah. maybe just really limit yourself and only that, check it never yeah check it never and if you're going to get into a discussion that's going to cause you to come back it could derail your entire day because you're frustrated at an argument you're having and then you're thinking through your response and it's just working out so if you're going to get on social media during the day set off blocks of time but i like this because you can devote you know 25 minutes of intense work and then five minutes of break so you're getting really every hour 10 minutes of break time which recharges your mind another technique and i do this a lot is to decide your top three so usually i like to do this the day before uh maybe at the end of the day or if i'm you know going to work on a monday on saturday night i'll do this i'll sit down and i'll write down my top three tasks for that next day where if i can accomplish these three things then my day uh, is going to be successful. And I remember being in, in Sunday school, they used to always do this illustration. They get this uh, big jar and they put a bunch of sand in it and then they get like softballs and they try to pack them in and it wouldn't fit. And then they would take the sand out and they would put the, the softballs, softballs in, in there and then put the sand in and they're like, you gotta put God first and then everything else Man. will kind of work, right? <laughs> we'll, see you, we'll see you next time. <laughs> uh, I think that's a good way to look at your schedule. If you can knock out those big things, the smaller things will kind of fill up as you go. Or if those smaller things aren't as important uh, and they you don't get them accomplished in a particular day, it's okay because you got your big things set out. So I would encourage you, write down at the beginning of the day or maybe at the end of the day in preparation for that for that next workday, uh, what are your three main goals? What three things do you wanna accomplish? And if you do that five days a week, you're gonna knock out 15 big ticket items every single week. And that's, that's gonna make you, uh, it's gonna set you up for success. Yeah, when you define the win, right? Clarify the win. Wasn't mm-hmm. that like an Andy Stanley book? In one of his seven, it might be. Seven Effective Practices of Ministry. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. Clarify the win. Clarify the win for your day. And I think that, you know, starting with the top three is really, really important. I, I'll move on to the next one, which is remove distractions. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're reading a book as a team right now called Your Future Self Will Thank You. And he talks about how... A lot of times, not just we waste time, but we have bad habits, and we don't—they're not conscious, right? So no one thinks, you know what? We or let me say this: we move throughout our day in, in a lot of ways in autopilot. Mm-hmm. No one says, you know what? I just—I feel like I'm just going to waste time right now. Yeah, it, it's a—it's a habit of wasting time, and so it's important that you remove the distractions that waste your time. Where you all of a sudden, like for instance, there's an app called One Focus. And One Focus is a free app, and you can basically blacklist websites, so Facebook, Twitter, and you can uh, turn on the app, and it literally will not let you turn it off ah. uh, for a certain period of time. So you can mm-hmm. say, hey, for the next hour, I need supreme focus, and I don't want any sort of temptation. I don't, I don't want to be able to go to Fox News or CNN or The Hill or Politico or Facebook or Newswire, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And so... If you try to go to it, it literally blocks it, and you can't unlock the app, which is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one productivity I have, uh, hack I have is basically I use that app when I, especially when I'm writing or if I'm mm-hmm. just trying to really focus, it, because a lot of times we're wasting time without realizing it's just yeah. a habit. Yeah. We get sidetracked so fast, and and before long we've wasted 25 minutes. Well, and it. When we get in the groove, if we are distracted, it takes time to get back in it. So whenever I'm writing. Oh man, the first 20 minutes, I maybe write three sentences. Yeah. Right? The next 20 minutes after that, 
I write five paragraphs because you're getting into that zone, you're getting into that flow. If I'm distracted every 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, then I've got to stop and get back in that groove again. And so if you are allowing yourself to be distracted, uh, you are going to really pull away from your attention and you're going to hop back in and you're going to have to start all over again. And so that's why it's important to remove distractions whenever you can. And we know this, like for those of you that are doing remote now and you have small kids, uh, you know, good luck. <laughs> there, there's, it just happens, right? Yeah, it just, like yeah. when I was officing at home for a season um, several years ago, we had a two-year-old and there was a big glass door on my office and he literally would come to the office and beat on the door and be like, Daddy, and he's two years old. So he's like, mm-hmm. whole, you know, he just wanted me, he wanted me to let him in the room so he could just yeah. be with me. And he didn't understand. And at that point, like, I don't, you know, there's not, not a whole lot that yeah. you just kind of push through it. But yeah. And, and if you, if you work for 25 minutes and take five minute breaks, yeah. that could help a little totally. bit, but none of these principles are etched in stone. It, sure. it requires flexibility. Number four is, uh, this is a good one. It goes back to, you mentioned Drew Dyke's book, your future self will thank you. Understand the limits of willpower. It's funny because there there have been tests that are done. My famous is, or my favorite is the famous uh, celery and chocolate chip test. They had college students come in, and they gave them celery and, and chocolate chips. And one group they said you can eat the the chocolate chips. The other group you, uh, you can't eat that. You have to eat the celery. And then they gave them a problem, and the problem was it it wasn't solvable. Yeah. But they wanted to see how long they could work on it. And I was thinking, okay. The the end of the experiment, the people who ate celery, who ate the brain food, yeah. they're going to be able they to solve it. Yeah, they're going to work on it longer. Uh, instead, the people who ate the chocolate chips worked on it, I think, for an average of 20 minutes, while the people who uh, ate the celery worked on it for eight minutes before they gave up. And so the conclusion was the people who had fought to reject those chocolate chip cookies had depleted their willpower. And as a result, they just gave up easier. So you have to understand uh, the principle of, it's called ego depletion. And if you're constantly having to uh, really just use your will uh, and impose your will on a certain circumstance, then it's gonna make it harder to do that. So you need to understand the limits of that, understand rest, and understand uh, how you can balance that out. So if you have the app that cuts out Facebook, uh, it might be that you use less willpower because you're like, ah, I can't get on yeah, it even if I wanted to. You're not to. even resisting the urge. And so you're going to be able to work longer on the projects you need to work longer at. And, and I think that's an important principle. Another book that we read as a team last year was called When mm-hmm. by Daniel Pink. And he really talks about the rhythm of humans and how taking, you know, doing things a certain way, waking up at a certain time Mm -hmm. can really impact your day. And one of the important uh, moments or points that he makes in the book is taking breaks. And he has this five keys of of taking a break. Uh, And he said, something is better than nothing, right? Just Mm -hmm. taking a break is better than nothing. Breaks are good. Uh, He said, moving beats stationary. Mm -hmm. So it'd be better for you to just go take a walk than for you to just take a break at your desk and, and pull up in your phone. Yeah, right. Yeah. He said social beats solo. So it, it, there's studies that have been done that even introverts get 
more restoration benefits mm-hmm. by taking breaks together socially than just a, a break by yourself, you know, going outside and smoking a cigarette or something. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's a bad example. But I was thinking about when I was uh, at um, at a corporate job one time, it was always just funny to me, like all the smokers would take a break together because they mm-hmm. all go smoke. And then uh, the non-smokers, we'd go take a walk. And, you know, it was actually, I really looked forward to our breaks because it was fun. It was, you know, um, we're just kind of walking around the campus for, for mm. 10 minutes and it was nice. Yeah, and it's really cool here at the office. We we take breaks. We'll play frisbee golf. Yeah, uh, or bocce ball. Bocce ball behind our office in in the yard. And that just helps out so much, especially after, after lunch when you kind of get your blood flowing and get yeah. moving because you had, you know, carbs. And so that's, that's very important to take a break and to schedule those in. Well, he's going to rejuvenate yourself. He even says outside is better than inside. Yeah. And what's really interesting is, uh, when, when scientists look at the perfect break, right? It, you, it's better to, to take a break. It's better to do it outside. It's better to do it with a group. Mm-hmm. You, you think r- recess Mm-hmm. Is like what we grew up on. It's like the yeah. perfect break. It was we we knew something we, and we did it back then, and for some reason we just stopped. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, but scientists said that the restoration benefits of doing breaks this way is far greater than just you know uh, taking a break and, and looking at your Instagram feed for for five minutes. And yeah. then and then lastly, it's which goes to that point is fully detached is better than semi detached. So mm-hmm. don't take your phone with you on your break. If you're gonna go for a walk, if you're gonna go outside and throw the frisbee around, leave your leave your phone on your desk. Yeah, that's important. Uh, number six, our final productivity tip is uh, I mentioned this before, but it's plan the next day. You know, Stephen King. I read his book on writing, which is a great book. If you're a writer, you should check it out. And he says that whenever he finishes writing one day, he likes to set himself up for the next day. So he'll often stop in the middle of a sentence so that when he sits down the next day, he he already has a path to get going. And I think that's so important just in, it could be for sermon writing, but also just in our daily tasks to plan out how we will begin that next day and to set ourselves up for a win before we even sit down at our desk in the morning. Have a list of things that we need to do the big three that we need to accomplish and have a path to get that started. And that's going to be really important for your success. Yeah. A good friend of ours, Michael Lukaszewski, he has like a one sheet that he fills out every evening. Hmm. And he said the reason why he does it in the evenings, like right before he goes to bed is because he still remembers the things that were important today. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when you just go to sleep and you wake up the next morning, you know that you have things to do, but there's probably some, some nuanced things or, uh, you know, something that just got missed, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the chaos of life. And so what he does is he prioritizes everything the night before. Then when he wakes up, he doesn't have to spend a lot of his best, you know, new morning energy yeah. on trying to think of what he's got to do. Mm-hmm. He just has his marching orders. And I think that's a really interesting, uh, you know, idea as well is is sort of planning ahead the night before or, or even like, let's say, planning your week out. So on a Sunday evening. Take a look at your calendar and um, prioritize the things that you need to get done that week. So you're not spending the first crucial hours of the morning figuring out what you need to do or the first crucial moments, if you will, figuring out you you can really just get going. Yeah. And for sermon prep, uh, if you uh, make sure you knock that out at the beginning of the day, that's going to be huge for you. So maybe the at the end of the day, you pull out your commentaries 
you have your Bible open to the passage that you're going to be studying. Maybe you download a ministry pass a sermon series that's, yeah. that you're working through. You pull out the guide. Yeah. You have Sermonary uh, open on your computer so that when you get into your office and you sit down with your cup of coffee, you go. And if you can work out and, and get your message, the steps you need done that day kind of knocked out, how great are you going to feel mm-hmm. after that? If by 10 a.m. you're like, oh, I've already knocked out my sermon prep for the day. That's going to that's gonna free you up. Whenever I go running, I like to have, I wear the same clothes. Every time I go running, I wear the same shirt, the same pants, the same socks, same shoes. I have those ready. There is, I don't have to spend any brain power trying to find those things or to pick out what I'm going to go wear. Especially it's already at 4.30 a.m. in the morning. Right, whatever it is. If you have your clothes ready for the day, you, you just save so much energy up front. It can be uh, an important kickstart for your day. Yeah, I've tried to do the like, you know, wear the same thing to work every day. I, I'm, you know, I have multiple purchases, mm-hmm. right? They have multiple shirts of the same one. My wife is not a big fan of it, but <laughs> I will say it saves me, you know, I can get dressed in the morning uh, within minutes because mm-hmm. I don't have to think about anything. I have to look for anything. Yeah. It's just like, hey, there's my black crew neck shirt and my brown pants. Mm-hmm. I just got to pick my shoes. That takes me, you know, it's like, do I want my Jordans? Do I want my, my cash, you know, uh, business cash shoes? Mm-hmm. That, that's the that's the most important thing in the morning. The hardest, yeah, the hardest. the hardest day for me to get dressed is the day that we record these podcasts because I'm like, oh no, I only have like five nice shirts. Which one did I wear last week? I don't want people to think I'm only wearing the same shirt over and over again for these podcasts. Yeah, you're like, you know what? Give me the plaid look. <laughs> Give me the plaid look get, today. I'll have the youth pastor look. I, I mean, honestly, if you go through the thumbnails on these podcast episodes on YouTube, you're gonna see this shirt a couple times. You're and you'll probably see just sh- see me in a black. I actually wore a collared <laughs> shirt today. I, I switched yeah, yeah, it yeah. up. I like that. But most of the time, yeah. Next episode. What's the next episode? Embarrassing moments. Actually, we're gonna, <laughs> I, had to, I had to look down to see that. That was an embarrassing moment. We're actually going to share some pretty embarrassing. Yeah, uh, we got some fun stories, stories about embarrassing while, moments while you're preaching. Yeah. And then two, like, what do you do yeah. when you say something embarrassing or offensive in your message or somebody else says something during your service that's offensive? Yeah. How do, how do you handle that? How do you recover? Can you recover? Is it possible or should you just move? Um, yeah. That might be the case. Should you just shut it down? <laughs> <laughs> Dismissed. So that's going to be a fun episode. Once again, make sure to subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Send us your productivity hacks in the comments. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify, make sure to subscribe and rate and review us. That is so important. When people subscribe and rate and review, yeah. it gets the podcast out. And then I also like to say, Make sure to share this with a pastor yeah. you know that uh, that could use the help. You don't have to be like, hey, I don't think you're very productive. You should listen to this episode. But maybe you could say something like, you know, this episode happened. Maybe it'll well, help you. <laughs> we'll, take, we'll take any review, but we do give out free bonuses for five-star reviews. Yeah, yeah. We give you a, a thumbs up. Bonuses. A kudos. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Hello Church. We'll catch you next time.